0: Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. I know you hear me when I say we're halfway to Halloween. And if you can't wait another six months to get your spooky fix, then you need to check out Malice Haunted Attraction in Belfast, Tennessee. They're going to be open Friday, May 13th and Saturday, May 14th from 7 to 10.30 p.m. Ticket prices are only $20. They're going to have concessions. They're going to have a DJ in the midway. And they're going to have a last ride casket simulator. So if you want more information about it and you want to check it out, go to malicehauntedattraction.com. I know you hear me.
1: I know you hear me heard me this is Jen Silverman previous podcast guest as well as Flynn's annoying little improv sister you can find me on my socials on twitter at jsilv_vo, underscore vo instagram Jensilve underscore vo or my cosplay page captain underscore all underscore your guess is as good as mine as to where Flynn is so I'm going to hack into his old improv documents and read them out loud or not <laughs> Hi, Flynn. Welcome back. (laughs) Gotta go. Bye. Enjoy the podcast.
0: All right, everybody, we are back and we are live again in the soon to be Flynn Entertainment Studios. Yeah, I know that's a real original name, but hey, I'm working with what I got here. So Here we go, guys. I have got another awesome guest lined up for everybody this week, and I know I gave you the spoiler alert last week on our episode with Carlisle, but, hey, I I like to drop surprises here and there. But before we get into everything, I want to thank you guys again for not only tuning in and supporting, but, you know, for liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, following us on Instagram, that whole spiel that I give you every week because it really means a lot and it really helps the show. And if this is your first episode... I can't tell you enough how much you need to go and find us on your preferred platform, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Find us. Subscribe. Go get caught up in the archives. Go listen to the awesome plethora of guests in Season 1 and the awesome guests we've had so far in Season 2. Because every week it feels like the bar just gets set higher and higher and higher. And maybe I'm a little biased, but I fully believe that. And if you like what you hear, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Get the word out about this podcast, because not only is this podcast picking up, I've got other podcasts that are going to be coming as well, and I'm going to be leaning on you guys for some support there too. But I also have to take a minute and thank our sponsors for keeping this show afloat, because without them, I wouldn't be able to bring you these awesome conversations with my friends, and I wouldn't be able to keep this show going and start two more podcasts on the side from this. So to my sponsors who support this show every week. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And, if you're not a sponsor but you're thinking about it, you've got a product or a service that you want to get out worldwide, I'm going to have my email in the show notes. I want to help you get that product out there too. So get connected with me. We'll see what we can do to make it happen and get your products and services to a worldwide audience and make it beneficial for everybody. We're going to take a quick pause for a word from the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. Just out drunk how are we gonna get- Welcome to Good Beer Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kriz! <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner.
0: And Pete. IPAs are ales,
1: meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I bet f- up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen... Hear me! Kicking and
0: screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good Beer, Bad Movie Night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. All right, let's hop right back into this awesome interview. Without further ado... This is one that uh today's guest is one that I've been excited to have on for a while and man she this is actually our first time having a conversation outside of social media so I'm excited <laughs> for you guys to hear it too but she is probably man she is crushing it she is making gains uh making strides I can't even get my words out I'm just in awe of everything that she's well, doing thank you. <laughs> but guys before I get tongue-tied anymore, I'm just going to go ahead and bring on my guest today, Trisha Mellon. Trisha, how are you today?
1: I'm doing awesome. How are you doing, Flynn?
0: I'm doing good. I'm trying to give you an introduction that you deserve, but I'm stumbling over no, my words here. Thank
1: you. I really, really appreciate <laughs> that a lot. You're doing great.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. So awesome. I appreciate you taking the time to be on here tonight and kind of so sharing much, your you. story with us. So kudos and thank you from the bottom of my heart for that.
1: No, Thank you so much for bringing me on. I've been super excited to come and talk with you. and and be a part of this sounds Uh, awesome
0: you're making me blush so thank you (laughs) so man like there's a lot that i want to talk to you about so i just let's just back it up to the very beginning um because Mm -hmm. like i said you you're a very accomplished voice actress so what what was it about like acting and specifically voice acting that piqued your interest and where did that all start for you
1: honestly it all started with my love for animation specifically well you know i'm a 90s baby so 2d animation. I've always, as many kids were, super just absolutely just enthralled and captivated by everything that we saw on screen and these performances that these imaginary characters are putting on. And as I got older and like specific, the specific movie that piqued my interest in voice acting specifically was Monsters, Inc.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. I
1: I don't know why, but all of those performances were just so, um, they made such a Imprint on me as a little 10 year old or whatever, however old I was, mm-hmm. um, little kid. And we would, my siblings and I have a younger sister and a younger brother who aren't too much younger than me. And we would reenact the scenes with the McDonald's characters or just face to face. And we would copy like their physicalities and their mannerisms. And they were just so entertained by me doing that. And I was like, oh. Cool, awesome. So this is something that I might be good at and this is making people laugh and you know, and that eventually got me into doing theater later on mm-hmm. as a middle schooler. Um and then in high school and that kind of snowballed into um a bunch of other stuff. But my main focus at the time growing up was drawing and animations and but what really helped me with that on that front was the performance aspect of it, so the acting and and Kate, and you know along with that voice acting, right? But my main passion has always, always, always just been the voice, the voice acting. Like, where does that come from? How, where do you get that? You know, sitting in a booth,
0: mm-hmm. more than
1: likely by yourself or in a closet, yeah, screaming all on your own. Where does that come from? And that's where I've always had the most fun is pulling those performances out of that. And the pandemic really um, so much time to be able to work at home and think about where do I want my next steps to go? And I'd already been doing voice acting with um, the studio I work at, um, Explosum. I um, do graphic designing for them. I'm kind of an art generals for them. I make um, advertisements, I make, artwork and things like that for their um really awesome party games that they have oh nice and and i'm like i want to see what i can do with casting my net further out there i didn't realize prior to the pandemic that i could make a career or set forth to create a career out of voice acting if i wasn't in la and i realized that little a year being in this you know outside of you know, only them mm-hmm. that it's possible. And I'm making strides to doing that, you know. Absolutely. And it's been super fun. And I love meeting all these amazing people. I love meeting you and being able to network with so many people and be able yeah. to share my story like right now. And it's just been super cool and really enlightening. And um, it's been a rough year for all of us. But at the very, you know, the tiniest, tiniest little bit of, you know, anything that came out of it was I was able to discover like, wow, we actually can do this kind of stuff and not have to be in L.A. Or, yeah. you know, somewhere where it's at, where we thought that was the only place it was happening. That I can live here closer to my family and, you know, do it.
0: Absolutely.
1: But it's been an amazing year or so. And so many doors have opened up. And I can't wait to share the wor- with the world all the amazing things I'm sitting on
0: right, right now. right.
1: But it's been an amazing journey, even the five years that, especially, especially the five years that them, they really have all of these people. There are all these mentors, both creatively, like, you know, drawing wise,
0: and,
1: mm-hmm. you know, using my hands for doing stuff. And also like these voice actors that are there, like our writer, our writing team, all of them are our main voices. It's oh, been nice. an amazing journey. And I could not be more grateful for everything that I've learned in this short time
0: absolutely and i mean that's that's, my
1: story Mm -hmm.
0: that's a that's just a proof of like the silver lining that's come out of 2020 specifically is like i've heard it from so many voice actors whether i've you know i've interviewed them on here or just talking to them in regular conversation not only have we made friends that we normally wouldn't you know have met yeah Mm -hmm. exactly like and you build these kindred relationships with them but you also make these huge strides and advances, like you said, where you're not in a major hub like in L.A. or a New York even, and you're able right. to stay closer to home and still like make these huge career progressions. And like, it's just like everybody thinks 2020 was so horrible and terrible, and it did have those moments, but there's all these huge wins that these people were having that kind of get overlooked just because of what 2020 was. But I'm mean, like, here you are making these making these gains in your career and it's like more people need to hear about things like that compared to you know like you know like just all the negative that we've heard so much about so yeah
1: and there's still and there's still a lot of big strides to be had you oh know absolutely I mean? who knows what will happen you know for the next year for mm-hmm. any one of us but there's still big strides to be had even if people haven't set out to maybe try something different. Not even, like, to make, like, a whole, like, career change, but maybe just to try something different. There's still a lot of experiences to be had.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like. And, man, I got to circle back to a few things that you said in your story there that really caught my attention because, like you said, you wanted to see how much further you could cast your net out and kind of see maybe what more you could take on your plate. I feel like I just found a kindred spirit in that regard as well, but (laughs) – We'll start with that question first. When you're trying to do that and you're already wearing as many hats as you were beforehand, how do you take all that on your plate and prioritize those things?
1: Honestly, the key is to find those quiet moments to slow down. Yep. Honestly, regroup. You don't want to burn yourself out. I've learned that the hard way many times in college and animation school. and Just find those quiet moments and think about what do I want? What do I need to do? Like step one, like don't focus on every one of the steps at the same time because it will drive you absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. Think about that first step. What do I need to do? What kind of place do I need to be at emotionally? Like maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you've run out of energy. Like where do I need to be to go ahead and make that first step to maybe try out for this independent project would be like an amazing first step as far as voiceover wise. Like, You don't even really need a, like a demo if you're just starting out. Honestly, get a few independent projects under your belt. And I mean, everybody's um, process is different. So if you want to, you know, go a different route, that is awesome and and absolutely valid. But the way I kind of went about it in my personal journey was I got a few little independent things under my belt Mm -hmm. and got to learn like, this is what I'm good at you know, this is, you know, this is something I need to, you know, build on and, you know, maybe use in my demo and move on from there.
0: Absolutely. But
1: to get to that, I needed to kind of prioritize, like, what do I need to do, like, for myself? Do I need to take more time to, I don't know, you know, for my personal life? Do I need to take more time to just more, you know, self-care? Maybe I need to, you know, chill a little bit more take mm-hmm. more time for books you know as soon as I get out of you know my normal you know my day job you know I still work a day job and things like that yeah and, um after, you know after that you know like what do I need to do to be ready for that next step right and that is absolutely the key when you have so many different hats that you're wearing you need to clean the house you need to cook you need to do all that like mm-hmm. it's all about finding where, where do I need to be comfort wise because if you don't you're going to get burned out and you're going to be stressed and you're going to hate the thing that you love and the thing that you're going after.
0: Very, very true. Mm -hmm. And speaking from experience, that that hit the nail right on the Mm -hmm. head. And I love too, like how you have it, like it all, it all comes down to that first step. So Mm -hmm. did you have that same mindset when you began pursuing voiceover and voice acting? Like, did you have that same mindset of this is the first step I need to make here or what was oh, that like?
1: Honestly, absolutely not. I wanted to just go full steam ahead. Same honestly, here. Like like by the end of the year like I need to be in an anime, you know. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the year I need a full, you know, professional, you know, little place to record. I need this, I need that, I need an agent. But it wasn't until I got to meet a lot of really cool people over honestly, Twitter. Twitter is great. You wouldn't know it like not being because i wasn't really part of twitter too much until 2020 yeah and like oh there's a lot of voice actors on here i'd love to know like know what they're all about they seem really cool and they are like i want to you know be friends with them and learn and Mm -hmm. we can grow with each other and it turned out great and um But I absolutely did not start off like that. I just wanted to get everything done at once. And it wasn't until my um, voiceover mentor, who's Richard Horvitz, he's Invader Zim. He's... He's... One of the big, the big one, big sharks out there.
0: I think he actually (laughs) big big
1: fish out there.
0: I think Mm -hmm. he's actually uh, the mentor for uh, former guest on the show Corey Pettit as well. I know. uh, Oh, nice.
1: She she had mentioned him, and he helped
0: make her commercial demo, if I'm not mistaken. He did.
1: He helped with mine too. Oh,
0: nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, he helped with
1: my demo. I really once um I need a little bit more time to kind of pick out some new like unique things, but I really Mm -hmm. want him to help me out with my animation demo to make a new.
0: Absolutely. Fresh, shiny
1: one, but there's no rush on that. There's never no, any kind of rush on demos, especially when you already have one.
0: Right, right. But he
1: really taught me about really that taking time to take one step at a time, because if not, you're going to end up, you know, really burning out and really not finding that same passion. It's not going to be fun for you anymore.
0: Very, very true.
1: And he taught me, the main thing he taught me that nobody else has ever been able to teach me, like, properly, is how to have fun in literally any kind of role possible. How to find that fun, because Mm -hmm. once you find that fun, that play factor, you're gonna nail that role, and you're gonna be able to take it to heights that nobody else will be able to bring it to, because you're bringing your own authenticity and uniqueness, and you're being. You're being authentic. Yeah. You're not trying to force, force out, you know, a performance because people will pick up on that, you know?
0: Very, very true.
1: So anything that I do, anything that I've ever been, you know, successfully cast in, I know it's because I had the most fun auditioning for it. And the ones that I didn't get cast in, I think, you know, okay, maybe I, you know, I, Sure, I was having fun, but maybe it just wasn't, you know. Some some roles are not meant for everybody,
0: right? And I but think, the ones that
1: I did get cast in, I'm like, oh, I had so much fun, and it paid off,
0: right? You know? And I think, I man, that that circles back to a couple things. Uh, I'll bring Corey up again too, like what mm-hmm. you what you just said, you know, like um, a casting director. I've always been told, you know, like they can tell if you're phoning it in, or they can tell mm-hmm. like if you have the smile on your face, or if you're having fun. So, I mean, again, like everything you just said leading up to avoiding burnout, you know, like that can very easily impact those auditions that you may think, you know, like you'd be the perfect fit for, but you just don't have that energy because you haven't put yourself first, I guess is the best way to say it. So you're just, you're basically running yourself into a brick wall, but then to add on to that, uh, something Mm -hmm. you just said, you know, like not every role is made for, you know, there's not a.
1: Uh, well, for me, yeah, you know, yeah, ex-
0: that's it. I'm getting tongue tied again here, it's okay. but it's like something, uh, I I've heard Richard say, and then Corey actually referenced it on her episode is there is no wrong. There's just different. Like everybody brings their own unique flavor exactly. and their own authenticity to it. But your authenticity may not be what that person was looking for, but that doesn't mean exactly. it was bad by any stretch.
1: Exactly. That perfect wording. <laughs>
0: After I, after I stumbled a little bit to get there, but we, we oh, no, finally got it perfect. to it. <laughs> That's exactly. Now, um, did Richard help you, or did you already have this mentality ahead of it? I know other, our listeners have heard me mention this phrase before with the submit it and forget it mentality. But did you already have that before you started working with Richard? Or did he kind of help you figure that out with with his teachings while you were under the learning tree there?
1: Honestly, I'm a very sensitive person, but he helped me honestly really internalize the submit it and forget it because uh-huh. prior to um being mentored by him and all of his lessons and teaching and everything I would get really butt hurt, you know over you know a really like a role that I was super like excited about and be like oh boo-hoo. yeah oh my goodness my world is over but really now it's a lot easier for me to just be like, okay, this wasn't for me. Um, Time to move on, you know. Or, or even better yet, I put out, you know, an audition and be like, okay, that was awesome. That was fun. I'm excited. But now it's time to move on, you know. Even if you right. don't hear about it for, like, months or ever until, you know, it comes out, you know. Especially if it's, you know, not pre-laid animation that you're not dubbing for. Mm-hmm.
0: You're
1: like, okay. I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to dwell on it. But, yeah, prior to um, all of his lessons, everything that he helped me along with, it was really hard to submit it and forget it.
0: Right. And that's, that's speaking from experience, too, that's something that was hard for me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like you're going to end up just, again, running yourself into a brick wall or burning yourself out because, you know, you just you keep beating yourself up over something that's out of your hands.
1: Exactly. And it's you know you shouldn't blame yourselves like oh I'm such a screw up, you know, like you said just with casting directors sometimes they have well all the time I'm sure they have a very specific kind of feel and everything sound in mind you just weren't that feel and that's okay you know
0: absolutely
1: and, and I've come up to a lot more peace with my performances by just submitting it forgetting it and be like okay that would, you know, it's not going to be, you know, the most fun thing, you know, if I don't get the role, but that's okay. But a lot of other hundreds, if not thousands of other voice actors are auditioning for the same one, but I had fun, you know, I very privileged to audition for it and time to move on, you know,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And man, like, that's something if I could have had that mentality or had somebody tell me that straight out of the gate. I feel like I would have saved myself oh, a lot more stress and, you know, headaches than what it was. But something, uh, something again, kind of staying on the Richard topic for a minute, with your demos, mm-hmm. it seems oh, like yeah. the common consensus that a lot of people do is, um, you know, they say get your commercial demo first, then do your character demo. But I kind of went in reverse on that. So what was what was your process like with that?
1: So my process was, I actually did my animation demo before that, after I got a couple of indie projects under my belt, then I'm like, okay, this kind of character, I feel really comfortable and I'm having a lot of fun auditioning for them. This kind of character isn't so fun. So maybe I could, you know, kind of put that on a back burner and maybe revisit that later. Mm -hmm. Um, The commercial one honestly didn't come till much later. Um, I haven't really come across many commercial auditions. I've heard multiple things and I've most, the consensus that I've, I guess, just heard is it's a lot easier to find commercial auditions with an agent. Right. But nonetheless, you know, I still have it just in case. Maybe I'm just not looking in the right places, but I went about it the opposite as well. I did the animation audition and it really helped me a lot. And Just went from there, but it wasn't until after I did a couple of independent projects that helped me get a better feel for
0: my range,
1: at least my range for right now.
0: Now, with that, too, um, I just just speaking from experience here again, so I love hearing other people's like real time, real life experiences on things. I am more, I guess, theatrically trained in acting where, you know, it's easier to project and over exaggerate and Mm -hmm. go into that character stuff. And it's kinda of come across, you know, like in commercial, you know, in commercial workshops and commercial classes where you've gotta dial it back and not be so quote unquote sing songy in your reads. Did you have anything like that where like you tended to lean more to the character side as opposed to, you know, whatever the commercial may be, even though they, they have their own story to it and everything?
1: Definitely, um, a big problem that I had going in was I was trying to be too much like um, the commercials I had already heard, like you yeah. know, like now at Macy's, da 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 da, twenty five percent off. You know,
0: that sounds like um, a commercial so, right there.
1: Right. So, um, Richard really helped me dial that back and get into my own kind of unique, mm-hmm. um, kind of read. But yeah, beforehand, it was very, very theatrical, and I've had that problem with like on screen, um, like the few like film. Yeah, projects I've auditioned for is I'm very, very, very theatrical, Mm -hmm. and with like those close-ups and things like that, it's really I look really, really goofy because just how I'm used to. Yeah, um, performing. But it's definitely something that I've had that over the couple of years, and then this year with exploring different kinds of. Roles I've learned to dial it back, especially with my voice, and bring it back from a much more organic, natural place.
0: Right, because it seems and bring like, my
1: own uniqueness
0: seems like the specs you see now are conversational or believable or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and not that I guess like you said what you what you think it's supposed to sound like. So, mm-hmm. which you know, even in reading that, I kind of like, Ugh, can I do that? Like, right? Can I talk and do a read with a bunch of four letter words in it. I don't know, but right. <laughs> I don't think that's what they want. Man, uh-huh. So I I know I'm in good company there then, because again, like you, I, I tend to be more theatrical, but, you know, it's hard to break those habits after you've been doing it for so long. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you're, you're definitely in the hands of a master right there doing that. So right. as, as all this started picking up and, you know, like you started getting further into the voice acting on top of everything else you had going on and, Gosh, I guess even going back to the very beginning when you, you know, when your siblings were being entertained by y'all playing together, mm-hmm. how how was your family like? Were they supportive of oh, you God. following this <laughs> journey or what was that like?
1: Um, so they were supportive. They were extremely supportive of the art side of it. They mm-hmm. could see that, you know, like, oh, it for some reason it was a lot more believable for me to make a living out of being an animator rather than being a performer. So um, with my siblings, you know, obviously they love seeing that. They love seeing us all play together and bond for so, so, so many years, even to this right. day, like well, during like the holidays, we were all like quoting, like some of the, like, we call it the games when we like, would have like the toys and we would have all these scenarios, including like the Monsters Inc mm-hmm. game but they weren't honestly, unfortunately, not the most supportive of the voiceover aspect of it until after, you know, they had seen, you know, over this past year or so that I can actually, you know, make money or, you know, unfortunately, you know, kind of, you know, hustle to, you know, from this thing that I love to do yeah but you know it's it's okay, you know I mean it's they're from a different time, and
0: absolutely, you know,
1: but they weren't the most supportive with you know the performing and they they loved seeing me do it, but that wasn't something that they wanted me to go after professionally as they thought that it wouldn't be able to help support me, whereas it actually has,
0: yeah. I get But that. it took
1: years and years and years, in fact, until, you know, it wasn't until the pandemic that I finally was like, you know, let me try and see if this, you know, branching out will actually help bring in, you know, at least something. Not that that was like my main focus or anything, but when you want to be a professional, obviously you want to be comp- compensated in some way. 100%. So that was kind of my thinking. and um, but now they're obviously you know, supportive of it. but this yeah. time, you know, I can and I can totally, you know empathize with other performers like me who grew up and maybe didn't have the most, I guess supportive, you know, family or, you know, you know, voice yeah. acting. But you know, it's fine. You know, I found my own way.
0: And, I think, and you know, I think I've come to find out, too, it kind of it's not necessarily that they don't like what you're doing, but it's more yeah. so that it just wasn't it wasn't something that was so like readily available or that was done when exactly. they were growing up. So they want you to have that safety net, but it may not always come out, come out that way.
1: Right. Exactly. And I can totally see that, you know, not being in L.A. or anything or near any like big voiceover hub. hmm. But but I'm just grateful that right now they're really supportive of me and for Christmas, they, you know, got me some, a few like voiceover things for my booth. Oh, nice. So just nice. little things, okay. but, but they're, they've been a lot more supportive and things like that. And they'll ask, you know, what about my, like, what new projects am I doing? They'll always, I always post on like my personal Facebook about like whatever things I'm in. And they're always just sharing it with everybody. And I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful that, you know, parents will, you know, learn from their past mistakes and yeah. get better in those kind of ways.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that speaks volumes right there, not only for, you know, like, again, just being being able to be more open to things, but to the level of support that their children will feel. And that just adds to the encouragement and the motivation they're going to have moving forward, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: So... Going back, you man, you're making my job easy tonight as far as these <laughs> questions I have. Um with the with the animator uh becoming mm-hmm, an animator. Yeah. Now, you know, you you'd mentioned earlier that you had, you know, an artistic background and you, you know, you'd gotten into all that. It, mm-hmm. it kind of seems like, you know, some people will have that talent but they never want to make it a full-time career because they're afraid that, you know, it may take the passion out of something that they enjoy doing so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you
0: ever have that worry or that fear when that did become your career? It honestly,
1: I'll be honest, college really took a lot of the, I guess, fun and wonder out of it. Just kind of why I um kind of went more towards like graphic design and yeah. things like that. It's super, super competitive. It is beyond beyond the word competitive and everything that it is. Oh, yeah. But it's still fun and but I just realized it wasn't something that was one hundred percent for me right and that but I can st- but I still love to draw. I still love to create, so I could use that in you know graphic design and things like that, which is something that I'm good at. but it, it it does um suck that you know college did honestly take a little bit of that you know magic yeah. away from that.
0: Absolutely. Just the
1: four, you know four AM, you know
0: mm-hmm. nights
1: and sometimes all night most of the time all nighters, things like that. Yeah. But it just helped me appreciate it so much more. But in the end I thought, you know, this isn't for me, you know.
0: Which I gotta I gotta give you respect too for having the wherewithal to come to that realization as opposed to trying to just you know save that sinking ship so to speak so mm-hmm. very you know right very mad respect on my end because then again you got to keep your passion and continue doing something you are passionate about exactly. too so that that's the awesome part of all that
1: yeah and i love i love doing graphic design i love creating you know i love to create i love to draw and do things with my hands but even more so i love i just love voice acting i love everything to do with with that, so that's something that I'm kind of moving more towards. right? And that's what this past year has been all about.
0: And again, that's that's a silver lining for such a, a strange time that we're still living in. But oh my gosh, yeah, it's an awesome one nonetheless. But one thing that I've got to circle back to uh, before it just completely exits my brain yeah. is you. Again, you mentioned uh, with Richard that you know he helped you find a way to give the most fun and authentic mm-hmm. performance, you know, like where you just feel so satisfied when you finish that audition or that performance,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you don't have somebody directing you, um, how do you like, how do you self direct without self sabotaging yourself? Because I know so, that was a big struggle for me at one point too.
1: That's an awesome question. What he would do, he circled back to, he had asked, so like, he was like, so Trisha, is there ever a time, like when you were a little growing up and you would play like dinosaurs or something or zoo or mm-hmm. whatever with like your siblings or your cousins or your friends growing. up. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, monster Inc. you know, mm-hmm. you know, coming back to the beginning of this conversation, he was like, so when you were doing that, you didn't like, by the time you guys were done, you weren't like, Oh, you know, you know, I'm just talking to my little sister. And it's like, Oh, Ashley, you know, you could have been Sully a little bit better. Right. Know?
0: Right. Right.
1: Mike was OC a little bit better. Maybe you might want to adjust your pitch a little bit or something. You didn't do that. You just went and you had fun. Yep. And he was, like, he was talking about, like, a specific, like, one to, like, him. He was, like, let's say I was, I'm a little kid and I'm playing Superman. I'm not going to be, like, oh, you know, I'm too small or I'm too, you know, young to be Superman. I'm not Superman. You're just going to be, like, like… I'm Superman and you're going to fly around and you're just going to have a ball. Yeah. It's just like that with these roles, you know, you're not going to question at the very end. like, how was my, did I go, was I too shrill? Was I too screechy? Did I maybe go too fast or, mm-hmm. you know, was this maybe the wrong, maybe I should put on more voice. You just went in and you were that character in the most authentic way. possible. Yep. You know, without getting, you know, like, um. Uh, what's that word? I'm sorry. Um, we're like I'm trying to think. We're like actors will try and like method acting without yes, like yes. getting all weird and method actery yeah. with it.
0: Absolutely. So that really,
1: right? So that's really been what's helped me with these roles and really brought out the absolute best performances possible with all of them. Is, oh, that is
0: just amazing. having fun
1: and. Mm-hmm. Cause you didn't go back and be like, oh, you know, like you're talking like your little siblings, like um, Benjamin, you know, you you were a little bit too, you know, your accent was a little off there or something like, or I didn't like that voice that you did, yeah, you know.
0: You're you're exactly right too. I mean, I think that's uh, that's just before like you know we became so accustomed and so attuned to getting in our own heads and fine tuning or critiquing everything to the point of just over perfectionism that you'll never achieve. So mm-hmm. it's like that that saying you see on social media every now and then like just be as confident as a four year old in a Batman <laughs> right. shirt. So
1: it right right. No, that is that honestly personifies it entirely. You know, absolutely. be as confident as a four year old in a Batman shirt. And that really's got that little bit of that kind of mindset's got me the farthest more than anything any other piece of Help
0: or info? Absolutely, and I mean, just it took me a while to get get to that point because I'm Mm. I'm so so overly critical, but then again, you know, like job spaces that you work in and other places kind of like hammer that kind of mentality. But I mean, like, thankfully through you know awesome coaching and then like things like improv, it has helped to just chip that away so much and just be able to have fun doing this again because. Obviously, we want it to be something that pays the bills and provides for our lifestyle, but it's also something that we cannot forget that it's something we get to do, not exactly. something that we have to do. We get to do it.
1: Exactly.
0: Man, I mean, I mean, good company That really here. drives
1: it, and that really helps. Honestly, also that also helps me with auditions. Like, I get to audition for yes. this. Like, it, like with, like, I'll get like an audition my in my, you know, email inbox, and be like oh, God, I'm stressing, I'm stressing, I'm stressing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I get to do this. Yep. This is going to be hella fun, and yeah. I get to play, you know.
0: That's it. And, I mean, and
1: if, you know, who knows? Who knows what will happen?
0: Yeah, you're exactly right, and I think uh, that's been one thing, too, and I've, I've mentioned it with previous guests before, too. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, like being able to shut off that switch from, like, your everyday 9 to 5 where you may have the stresses or whatever it is. And use this as that time to play. Like you get to have fun, you get to do this. So you, you know, you're you're fortunate to have that opportunity. So have fun while you're doing it, and don't exactly again. Don't overanalyze yourself, and don't beat yourself up over it. Just have fun. Bring your authenticity to it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, and that's what voiceover is all about. I Absolutely. really feel, especially for animation.
0: So I got uh, I got a couple more questions, and then we're gonna yeah. come to uh, my favorite part of it. Outside of Monsters, Inc., has there been (laughs) one, like, specific voice actor or, you know, like, one character that you've seen in an animation or a movie or a cartoon that really, like, stuck and spoke to you? Like, is there something that made you, or one character or person that made you want to pursue this outside of just Monsters, Inc., the movie?
1: Well, so, the Monsters, Inc. thing was something as, like, a little kid, because, but, Growing up and everything, honestly, it was Horvitz and Tara Strong.
0: Nice, very was, good. Oh my very god! Very good. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you can't you can't have any like better choices than that right there because yeah. they
1: Horvitz and Tara Strong, hands down.
0: I mean, that's. I think we're we're close in age too. So mm-hmm. I was tail end of the eighties, but I mean, like those were the voices of our childhood because I mean, like you oh my look gosh, yeah. everywhere and. Well, you can't. You'd be hard pressed to find a credit that didn't have their name in it in some right. way. Right. Also,
1: Tom Kenny, yes. SpongeBob, absolutely, and many, many others.
0: Absolutely, man. But such those, good...
1: those have got to be the three.
0: Absolutely. Now you've you've gotten to coach with Richard. Um, and this may be a weird question, maybe a dumb mm-hmm. question, but when you get to work with somebody like that, who like again we grew up on and right. did so much like throughout our lives, is it? Hard to kind of like not have that ultra mega fan moment when you work with these people, or is it it the hardest
1: thing in the whole world? Yeah. It is the hardest thing in the whole world. But after like five minutes of conversation and everything like that, I'm like, okay, we're training. Yeah. We gotta time to get serious. Time to get serious. You know, it's like we're we're in the same, you know, field. You know, time to put that aside. You know, he's here to help me you know, be the best I can be. I cannot be the best I can be if I'm, you know, just, you know, if I'm seeing him for anything other than as a colleague. You know,
0: Yeah, no, I get that. You I know, mean that's other
1: than like a, you know, voiceover idol that I grew up with, you know.
0: That's huge. I mean, that's absolutely huge right there. It's a cool thing. But then mm-hmm. when you get into that, like, okay, we're, you know, we're in the same line of work. He's here to teach me. And right. then on top of that too, you also realize like, oh, they're, they're just a normal normal guy, right. girl, like whatever this, it may be. Right. They're human, too.
1: Right. So it's like it's time to work. It's time to learn. And it's, you know, and if I were to meet, you know, Tara or Tom Kenny or any of those other people, you know, I would obviously take, you know, be, like, stifling that. It's like, oh, my God, it's Tara Strong.
0: You know? Right, right, right. But at
1: the same time, like, I like they're you know I shouldn't see them for anything else other than they are a colleague of mine. Yes, and it's time to you know learn from them.
0: Absolutely, but again too. Yes,
1: it is very hard. Yeah,
0: but again too having that you know just having that thought or that that childhood moment you know just to circle back to it that kind of that can reignite the spark for why you even started doing this and keep you passionate and driven too. So, I mean it's a. Yeah, you know, I guess it's a fine line you got to walk, but it's not one that you should be ashamed of either.
1: Oh no, oh no! But at the end of the day, you need to, like anybody, like if you're, um, trying to converse with you know a well-known voice actor, mm-hmm. you know via like social media, absolutely, you know, keep that in mind because yes. I see so many, like, um, like main mainstream voiceover friends of mine get like hawked by these people who don't know how to walk the fine line. It's yep. very, it's very disconcerting.
0: Yep. And I mean, I, I hate to say I've even seen it, you know, in some classes and workshops as well, yeah. but
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: it, it is what it is and everybody does it their own way. But I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head there for sure. It's
1: but, just something to be aware of. You abso- know, and,
0: absolutely. So, I mean, that's, man, you, man, you've made my job <laughs> easy tonight. So thank you for that. <laughs> So I guess, uh, man, I'm about to uh, throw it and throw the ball to your court and be okay. at your mercy here. So you guys okay. know what we're about to do here. I'm about to flip the script on the show and hand the reins over to Trisha. And I am at her mercy while she throws some random questions my way. Alrighty. So Trisha, <laughs> when right, you're ready.
1: So, all right. So Flynn, what about you as far as um, somebody, some actor, some voice? Um, any, you know, performer you looked up to growing up? Like, who, what are some performers that you know, drove you to be where you are right now? Or be on the road that you are right now?
0: The first one for sure is is definitely Charlie Adler. Oh, nice. So, I mean, uh, you know, getting to work with him earlier this year uh, in a month-long workshop was an absolute dream come true. But then... Obviously, if anybody's listened to this show, they know that come hell or high water, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: Chris Sabat is definitely on that list as well. But Charlie Adler, just because I was introduced to him first, you know, like through Cow and Chicken and Tiny Tunes and mm-hmm. all these other shows, he is definitely like number one, uh Chris Sabat number two.
1: Nice. Chris Sabat, I've actually He's worked with our our studios so many times. Oh, nice! And it was really it was really surreal having him be in like productions that like I was voice acting in.
0: That's amazing. For, like
1: Sinai and Happiness. And yes. Exposure.
0: Oh, we didn't even get into that, man. Shame on me. We're gonna have to. That's
1: okay. No, that's a whole other. <laughs> okay,
0: we'll we'll make a special one for that. Then, if you can come yeah. back on again. Okay, cool.
1: Oh sure. Ooh, yeah. Shame on no, me. That's a whole other episode. Absolutely of, like, awesomeness. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, I knew I was forgetting something.
1: No, you're good. <laughs> it's a lot. But yeah, okay, so Adler, um, let me see what else. What um was there a movie or a show growing up that really meant a lot to you that really shaped just everything?
0: Man, uh, I'm not gonna go the obvious route right of Dragon Ball because that would be right? too obvious. That's everybody. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean like as far as um a movie or something that really kind of, like, ignited, like, any interest in acting that I may have had outside of, like, middle school drama and all that. Mm -hmm. I honestly have to say it was, uh, I was, it was my sophomore year of high school. I saw Anchorman, and I just became, like, (laughs) enamored and in awe of, of Will Ferrell and his, just, like, Absolute comedic timing and genius. So like mm-hmm. Anchorman was a very, very fundamental part of nice. my acting journey too.
1: That's awesome.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Let's see. Um let me see.
0: Oh, and while you're Sorry, thinking, you uh-huh. you said Monsters Inc. for you. Were there any other movies just while we're on that subject for you?
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm a big musical theater geek. Okay. Um, some of the ones so, I'm a like, I love like, you know, mainstream cool musicals that everybody loves, like, mm-hmm. you know, Chicago. Oh, but yeah. I, my favorite is Funny Girl with Barbra Streisand.
0: Oh, I don't, I don't think I've heard it. I don't think I've seen always, that one.
1: I, that is my favorite. And that's been like one of my dream roles. If I may be close to being aged out of it right. in like five years. But There's time. There's that's still time. Always yeah (laughs) but that's that's been like a movie that's really shaped like me as like a performer and just being that you know that you know it's you know as silly as it sounds like like hey you know girl you know it's okay to be over the top goofy and to not always be pretty you know and that you know as like a teenager or preteen when I was watching it growing up like Whoa! Like right now, it's like super. That's really stupid to you know be like duh, but that was really a, a big game changer movie. And of course, you know Chicago. Of course. Um, let me see. Those are like the main ones. I love um singing in the rain. Also nice. See, yeah, big like traditional
0: that's and also you know, modern
1: musical theater buff. Like I also love you know. Hamilton, things like that. Wicked, right? That oh,
0: stuff. wicked! Gotta love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it like five times. It's sad. Man.
0: I got to get on your level, then.
1: Whew. No, it's you no. Know, <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, let's. What has been your favorite role so far that you've done voice, voice acting role,
0: and um, or
1: project or project at all?
0: I actually, I don't even know. This is. Shame on me. I should probably know what it's for, but I actually just did some stuff for uh Stanford University. with oh, cool. This, I don't even really know how to describe the voice, but it's one that I used uh throughout my haunt season for a clown character that I had.
1: Oh, nice. So a you're really, a haunter too. That's awesome.
0: Yes, yes. I Oh, man, that was a, a hell of an experience Another, that right. I was not expecting to have. But, man, I could not have I would not trade it for anything
1: but mm-hmm.
0: it gave me a chance to play with this voice that I had um that I'd kind of come up with just because somebody before I even got serious about voice acting had challenged me to do it and then uh through coaching and actually through Morgan Barry telling me like that's something that you need to keep in your arsenal no matter what uh I did that and I actually got hired to do like uh, a little four-minute piece for Stanford University, just to
1: oh sweet do a
0: script in this character voice. And it's uh, I don't even really know if I have a name for it or not. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's it's very high pitched and very <laughs> very creaky. I can't do it nice. right now because I didn't like drink a enough leprechaun, water. Yes, be. oh, I am Irish, so that may be the best option right there. Perfect. Thank you. You just named that. I might have to give you some (laughs) royalties on that. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what it was. And I think the thing was is that made it so awesome for me to get to keep doing that is that anytime I would meet somebody and like there were specs for a character like that, they would not expect me to read it. And like just seeing the reaction like through Zoom or however we were communicating or doing the audition, Mm -hmm. just seeing their face as it was happening, uh, like that just like made me feel like I really discovered something there. So
1: that's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's uh, those I, I, are... man. I I'm getting tongue tied here talking about that. Jeez.
1: Oh no. Those are the, those are the best kind of experiences to have. Honestly, Absolutely. when you do like your voices for people.
0: Yes. Uh, that's man. And then I guess I'll, I'll do one more too, because, um, yeah. it's, it's going to circle back to your first question with Charlie Adler. Um, I think I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but in his workshops, like he would give us a script, and you know, like there would be one that you would like. The parameters were pick one that you think you would be cast for or that you think is right up your alley, then pick one that you know is out of your comfort zone that you would never be cast for. Uh, And then mm -hmm. when you do that second one, you go through your first read, and then right off the cuff, he gives you a, uh, you know, just a different character, like. Crippled old man or not, not in no specific terms, you know, like old man with no teeth or queen right. of England or whatever it may be. So he gave me, uh, the queen of England on one and I had gotten so animated with another read that I was doing my hands all over the place, like being in character that uh-huh. he said, uh, I want to see you like temper yourself and keep your hands, you know, like subdued. So mm-hmm. I, as I was doing that, my hands just on autopilot came out again and i was actually able to work that in and like it made him break character too so oh that's awesome like just being in something that's completely out of my comfort zone and then like causing him to just lose his shit was part of my language was oh, no. an awesome experience too
1: oh that's awesome that's the best that sounds amazing, and I'm glad that you got to experience that.
0: Absolutely. Now, if I could just work with them, we'll, we'll, we'll manifest that down right? the road, too. Right, right, we'll
1: manifest that.
0: Yes. I think that's what it's called, anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's super cool.
0: Absolutely.
1: I'm trying to think. Let me think of one more. All right. See, if you could, is there a studio, like a dream studio, you'd want to do a you project for, like a you know, be in a production for, like, in the future? Like, what would be your dream?
0: Man, uh, there are so many. Or
1: creator, ch- or dream creator to work
0: with, there, either or. There are so many to choose from, but, um, anyway, I could give you four right now off the top of my head, but if I gotta narrow it down to one, um, I'm gonna leave out Funimation and Dragon Ball for obvious reasons. Yeah, I right. beat that dead horse enough, but... <laughs> Man, I would say if I could just work with um with South Park Studios and work with ah, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, one. like
1: that's I know they're they're not
0: everybody's cup of tea, but I mean, like I grew up <laughs> okay. on that, so yeah. exactly, so mm-hmm. like that they've continued to entertain me all these years, and if I could just be on that, like that's bucket list. Okay, cool. I've I've I've, I've accomplished I everything. Yes. <laughs> Everything else no, is just a great one. icing on top. Uh, what would it be for you since I've got to wear the interviewer hat again?
1: Oof. God, that's a hard
0: one. I know, right?
1: That's such a hard one. It would have to be. I would love to do something just absolutely, let's see, absolutely wacky for, like, Nickelodeon or something.
0: Yes, that would be like awesome, Like, if they too. did some
1: sort of, like, back to the basics, you know, 90s, you yeah. know. Something just wacky, like um. Trying to think, like something like old school, like SpongeBob wacky.
0: That would be amazing. That level. Yeah, that would be so awesome.
1: Something like that with Nickelodeon.
0: Takes you back to the childhood for just a brief little minute Mm -hmm. there, but I mean that would be amazing, right?
1: right. Like you know, old school SpongeBob or Invader Zim or something, just just completely over the top like that. Yeah.
0: I mean, they they brought back like, Rocco's Modern Life, so
1: yes, or like, or yes, or like Rocco's Modern Life, like something of that, you know, vein.
0: Right. So I mean, if they did that, there's there's opportunities for I other things die. here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you if you get that idea, you know, we, I know a couple people that deserve some royalties and credit and maybe a booking. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, Nickelodeon, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> man, yeah, those were man, those were some solid questions. Mm-hmm. And and you put me on the spot, having to narrow down so much of that stuff too. Like, ah, I might be I might be out of a job here soon. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a what's great about being in voiceovers. There are so many opportunities, yes. and you never know who's you know whose lap you know your demo might land in, yep. or who you know, or just who might be watching or listening.
0: Very, and that, very You know, true. keeps it
1: all very exciting just as long as you work hard, you take time for yourself, and you you know, you work on, you know, what like learning what like else you can do. Like yes. what are some other cool things you can do?
0: Absolutely. And, and that's, that's a
1: fun thing to, you know, develop.
0: And that's one thing too that coaching will definitely help you with because I mean there are so many things I've done in my everyday life that I never even thought about that would help with acting or voice acting but Mm -hmm. you know like i've heard like uh steve bloom saying like he used to work on fire extinguishers he got cast for you know uh, as an extra part in a on an on-screen thing because they needed somebody to work on fire extinguishers so like things in your everyday life can end up paying dividends for your acting goals too so you know don't take for granted the things you do to make a paycheck outside of this or support your, you know, your acting habit, because it can become oh, exactly. part of it too. So, I mean, it,
1: oh, exactly. I've worked so many receptionist jobs and mm-hmm. like answering the phone, like, "Thank you for calling da-da-da Spa on Retreat." This is Tricia. How can I help you? You know, yeah, doing that over and over.
0: You can, uh, you can build you something know. out of that. Yeah, never I mean, it's it, it's amazing how if you're just open, you keep your mind open to it. Like the possibilities are endless.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, again, that's just part of uh, circling back to what we said earlier. That's just part of your authenticity, something that you bring to the table that nobody else will bring.
1: Right. And the experience that comes with it, you know.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, like, God, I can't believe we packed so much of this into, like, just under an hour here. That's That blows my mind. (laughs) But, like, like you said, like, shame on me for, uh, you know – for completely blanking on cyanide and happiness. We'll have oh, no, to uh, we can do
1: that for another day. Yes.
0: And I'm going to, I'm going to look forward to when we do that because I have gotten so much downtime entertainment out of those cartoons and those animations <laughs> that it is ungodly and probably unhealthy, but you know, that's what the internet's for.
1: That is absolutely what the internet's for. And that is what <laughs> we are for.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Well, Patricia, as we wrap it up here tonight, is there anything that you want to leave our audience with uh, before we have you back on in the future?
1: Yeah. Um. Let me see. Honestly, t- I would like to encourage anybody who is in the creative field to just stop beating yourself up, honestly. Yes. You never know what's around the corner, and I'm not an optimist by any means, but I'm proof that, you know, you never know what's down the line, just right, keep working at your craft, but please, oh, please take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you won't be able to do the things that you need to do if you're burning yourself. And, yeah. you know, now is a really weird time of year, you know, between Christmas and New Year's where, you know, you feel like, you know, you're really not getting a lot done, yep. but take this time to relax, you yeah. know, honestly. New Year's coming, honestly. Who
0: knows? Right, and that's
1: why I'd like to leave with everybody.
0: And like you said, you're in that weird time where I, if I could have taken time for myself, I would have just taken PTO this week, but right didn't didn't have enough foresight to do so. But I mean, you're you're exactly right, and again, like you hit the nail right on the head about three different times there. So <laughs> made my and you made my job easy tonight. But I mean, again, too, like you said. Go easy on yourself. Give yourself credit and take time for yourself. It's not selfish. You exactly. have to you have to put yourself first to be able to keep kicking ass in whatever it is you do in your everyday life. Or if you're helping others, you can't help others if you have no energy left to give for yourself too. So
1: Exactly. Put
0: yourself first and make yourself a priority and everything around you can fall into place from there.
1: Exactly.
0: Man, we, <laughs> I think we just solved the mystery of life right here in like just under an hour. So, right? Do we win a prize or something?
1: Right, I hope so. Yeah. Some prize from the universe. Right, I, know, I mean, maybe. I think I've,
0: <laughs> I, spoiler alert, we are recording early, but I think I have peaked for 2022 with that right there. So, I think Yay. we are, we are good. So, Prisha, thank you for uh, just coming on here tonight and telling your story and Dropping these nuggets of wisdom that we all need to be reminded of and that we all need to hear more than once. So thank you for that. And just, again, in this weird time between Christmas and New Year's, thank you for finding the time to, you know, to come on here and chit-chat a little bit. I appreciate that.
1: Oh, of course. And thank you so much for having me on. It oh, was my awesome. pleasure.
0: My pleasure. And, guys, I thank you all again as well for tuning in this week and listening to the episode. You know what I'm about to do here, Uh, so if you aren't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Go to Google, go to Spotify, go to Apple iTunes or Podcast, whatever it's called now. I forget because I grew up on iTunes, but get subscribed. Leave a five-star review if you like what we're doing. Follow us on social media and share it with your friends. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You need to save some money or get some cash back while you're shopping? Check out my links below and use my Rakuten app and get some cash back and help support the podcast. I mean, there's a lot going on today and everybody could use a little extra money. So, help me help you, if I can be corny there for a minute. But, you know, just check out the links and the different ways you can support the podcast. Share it with a friend who may be going through some tough times because I guarantee you, any one of these guests or even myself has something that can prove that you're not alone in what you're going through. And... Today's episode is even proof of that. Everybody's hard on themselves, so give yourself a break. Or Trisha will find you and probably beat you up. I can't speak for her. I'll
1: kick your butt. I'll kick your butt, and by kicking your butt, I'm going to give you lots of compliments and stuff, and share you photos of my puppy with you.
0: Yeah, it's like an intensive care bear almost. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, no, seriously, guys, just be good to yourself and be good to others because that's what the world needs more of right now. We're already in such a weird time. Just be good to each other and. Again, if you've got something that you want to get out to the world that you think may help everybody, or you've got a service that you want to share with the world, check my notes below because my contact information is there, and I want to help you get that out to everybody as well. But guys, for myself, for Tricia, I thank you all for tuning in here tonight. Tricia, thank you for being so generous with your time. And everybody, I can't wait to talk to you all again next week. I've got some more awesome guests lined up as we get further into season two here. And we're going to do it all over again next week. So get ready for another awesome guest on the I Know You Hear Me podcast. And man, just do something good in the world. I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. I'm going to keep saying it. Do something good because that's what the world needs more of. And I know you hear me. I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.